Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Glad you're here today. My name is Ramon Ray, founder of SmartHustle.com, BWC member, started a few companies, sold a few companies. 
failed at a few companies. I'm a dad and a father and more, and really good to be here. Welcome, everybody, to Breakfast with Champions. Keep the chat lit. Keep the chat lit. Share the room out. Let people know it. We're going to have a great segment today, as we always do. We have about an hour to go, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll conclude, but this show has started. A few things we're going to do today. Mike Milan, by the way, how are you, Mike? You doing okay? You doing good? You, you, make sure you, you locked and loaded. You good, Mike? <laughs> Hey, man, I think I'm good. I'm good. Hey, this is my first time on Clubhouse. Very first time, so I'm excited. And you get to be next to Tamara, according to my app, and next to Core. Look at that, Mike. You now, you and, and Mary Lynn, you're with some amazing people. Mike, you'll join me in a few minutes. So glad you're here. Mike is with uh, uh, Truly Financial. We're going to talk in a few minutes. All things cash flow. So get ready for that segment and get your question, especially when you hear Mike's background, things he's done in service for his country, for the state, and more. So, Mike, I'm so glad you're here, but he knows about money and smart small business success. And another segment, we're going to have a special segment, my sister, my friend, someone who's been instrumental in a lot of the evolution of BWC, Sarah McCord is with us today. Sarah, before we get into the serious conversation you and I are going to touch on today, please say hello, make sure I can hear you okay. How are things in your world with you and your beautiful girl, Sarah? How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Ramon. Oh my God. I'm going to try not to cry. It feels like coming home, seeing all of you on stage. You just shouted everyone out, but I want to say everyone's name again. I wish I could jump through the screen and give every single one of you a hug. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm so grateful to be here. Uh, just what an extraordinary, extraordinary opportunity. And I'm so grateful uh, that I'm going to have the opportunity to speak for a few minutes this morning. Absolutely. Hey, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Lolita's like, I'm going to jump in here, Ramon. You're going to have to be quiet. Sarah McCord's in the house. Go ahead, Lolita. Say hi somewhere if you want. I was just saying, hey, girl. Hey, hey. Let's do the party. Hi, Get Dr. the party Walker, started. Dr. Reunion. Dr. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we have a good show going on today. Mike, get ready in a minute here, brother. But Sarah, I'd love to turn it over to you. I may ask a few follow-up questions, but we have a very serious issue that's taking place in our country. And I believe, Sarah, the world, and I know that's very passionate to you. You're a great communicator, Sarah, so no need for me to tee that up to you, except for what I've just said. But Sarah is a mother. Sarah has her own personal experience and stories that she may wish to share. And, and today, she She's a brand strategist for many amazing brands. But Sarah, I'm just going to give you the mic. As you said, Sarah, take a few minutes and unpack the problem that's happening today. Tell us, Sarah, why you're so passionate about it. And I think, Sarah, is my understanding, the most important thing you wanted to do is tell us how we can help and what we can do. So with that, Sarah, the mic is yours. And then Mike, you and I will talk. And we'll continue on with the Ramon Ray segment. But this first few minutes, Sarah McCord, please take the mic. Ramon, thank you so much. I absolutely adore you. Listen, I'm going to ask all y'all, please share this room out. It's going to be really, 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 really important what we're talking about really close to my heart. And I appreciate so much if you could share the room out. It is so special for me to be here. I promised Glenn I would keep it light and positive. Here's what's funny too. It used to be a running joke that whenever I said something nice about Glenn, he wasn't in the room. So I'm glad to see that he is, uh, he's keeping that trend going. I'm going to start with a little bit of gratitude. Gratitude for Ramon. Um, that the moment he saw me in the room this morning, he was like, you want to take part of my segment? Have as much as you want, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and gratitude for Glenn when I called him this weekend and, and told him what was going on. Uh, first of all, he picked up on the first ring. And I always say like a first ring friend, that's a show up person. They're not deciding whether or not they're going to talk to you or help you. I told him what was going on. He said, absolutely. Take some time and breakfast with champions this morning. Um, and I looked at the title of the room this morning, which is you've never had opportunity like this before. 
And, you know, Glenn was texting me like, make sure you keep it positive. Make sure you keep it positive. I was like, I know, I know that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Even though something very, very, very serious is going on right now in this country, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And what I thought about was, I don't know if people still flash their mics on Clubhouse because I haven't been here in a minute, but flash your mics. That's still a thing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Flash your mics. If you have heard um, that Mr. Rogers quote, where he says that when he was a child and he was afraid about something scary going on in the world, he looked for the helpers. Has anyone heard that quote? Like if something scary is going on, look for the helpers. We see that shared on social media all the time. And people always say, look for the helpers, look for the helpers. And you know, it'll bring you comfort when something scary is going on. And I had always found that quote comforting and thought I'm going to look for the helpers. And then I saw someone share it maybe a couple years ago now, something was going on in the world. And they said, that's the advice for children adults have to be the helpers. And I just kind of stood there for a minute and I was like, yep, they're right. That's the advice for children. It's to look for the helpers. The advice for adults, the opportunity that you've never had before is to be the helpers. So, you know, Ramon so graciously gave me a few minutes and I want to talk about what it means to be the helper. Um, And I really think that there are two parts of it. The first part of it is who you surround yourself with, because I'm going to tell you that when you see something going on in the world and it's big and it's huge and it's scary and it's urgent and you have this call in your heart, you can't sleep. You're going to find that there are two kinds of people. There are people who are going to say, who do you think you are? Just go back to bed. Government's got it. Business has got it. You're one person. Uh, You don't need those people. (laughs) And then there are people who you don't need to listen to them. There are people who are going to say to you, I know who you are and what do you want to do about it? And I'm really so grateful, um, keeping in a space of gratitude, that when I read the news last week of the infant formula shortage, and I instantly knew what that meant, the people in my circle who I reached out to, people like Ramon, people like Glenn, um, friends that I've met, um, people that I know through social media, people that I know well, everyone who I spoke to, I said, I can't sleep. We need to do something about this. We are the grownups. We need to be the helpers. We need to make sure that parents have access in this country to feed their babies. What are we going to do? They said, tell me what you want to do. Um, and so really we looked into the issue. We thought about the issue and we realized that there were a few different ways that anyone in this room right now can help. Um, so just really quickly, there was a recall on baby formula and there, as of last week was a 43% infant formula shortage in this country. Um, which means that if your baby's formula fed, and especially if your baby's exclusively formula fed, you might be looking around right now how you're wondering how you're going to feed your baby. And we have the opportunity to help. We can help in several ways. So the way that you help is to think creatively about where you are right now and what you have access to. I would say that one of the most important things that people can do, and I'm actually going to change the link at the top just for one minute, Ramon, um, to Absolutely, a graphic that I shared on my Instagram. Hopefully that's going to be the right one. Um, and what it is, is um, it's just sharing the statistic and it's sharing how people can help. And so the first thing you can do is raise awareness, because I would say that one in three people who I spoke to about this in the past week or so have known, and two out of three don't even know. They're not reading the news. The news is distressing. They have no idea that there's a formula shortage. And the first thing that we can do is raise awareness. And why that's helpful is because most parents who formula fed their babies know that we got a couple unopened, unexpired containers laying around. And so the fact that there's a shortage, if, um, you know, your baby's recently transitioned to milk, if you are pregnant and you got marketing samples in the mail, if your pediatrician gives you samples every time you go, there's such a need for formula that just 
finding that time if you have small children to go through the pantry and find the unopened unexpired formula and either donate it to a local food bank um, which on the second slide of that graphic there's a link to um, where through feeding america you can find all local food banks adora maria is also going to help me share that link out throughout uh, throughout the week this week you can donate formula um, that you already have. Another thing that you can do is you can reach out to anyone in your community or in your circle who you know has an infant under one. Ask them if they're formula feeding and ask them if they've had any trouble finding formula. If they are, you could offer for that parent that you would call around to stores to see if they have formula, that you would call around to pediatricians offices. Um, another thing that really anyone can do is again, reach out to local um, points in your community that are already kind of set up as distribution centers when things happen, reach out to your local food bank and see if it's an issue right now in your community and how you can help. You can reach out to a local preschools, daycares, churches, and see if they'll serve as drop-off locations and see if they are um, willing to, if you can help organize or if they already have the structures in place that people can drop off and donate formula. If you're in a community where formula is being rationed, definitely think about if you know any parents who have twins or triplets um, because the formula is being rationed per person and see if you can do a formula run for them. Like really just think creatively and say, how can I raise awareness? Who can I reach out to? Is there any way that I can think of to access formula? And is there any way that I can think of to make a parent's life easier? Because when we think about it, literally, formula is how these parents nourish their babies. And um, as Ramon was saying, probably the greatest calling in my life um, is to make sure that every parent who holds their baby has a healthy baby who they're able to watch grow up. And I think all of us have the opportunity um, to be the helper. So if you want the graphic that I just shared, um, you can shoot me a message or DM me on Instagram. I'll send it to you if you want to share it natively in your feed. You can share it from my post. Um, and then again, as I said, I think really the most helpful things that people can do right now who want to help is reach out to structures and individuals who are already there to help. So again, pediatricians, food banks, see how you can be of service. Reach out to anyone you know who's formula feeding. See if they need your help. Um, and hopefully, I mean, here's the thing. It's the, the other thing that I'll say is that the need is urgent and it's right now. And that's why I called Glenn this weekend. That's why I talked to Ramon today. Um, government and business is trying to do their thing, but that can take a little bit of time. So rather than saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to find some time on Friday or I'm going to find some time this weekend. This is what like the opportunity that's never been before is to carve out some time today and see how you can be the helper to help a parent in your community feed their baby. So thank you so much, Ramon. Oh, Sarah, you're welcome. Hang away for a minute here. So listen, a few things. I know Sarah won't mind this. Feel free to DM Sarah. Follow Sarah if you're not already to follow up and ask her, Sarah, how can I help? Again, Sarah's not of the Red Cross, but as she said, she's stepping in as a citizen to help in time of need. And if she can rally all of us, even just a few And hey, people... Glenn got here. Ramon, I just saw Glenn got here just in time <laughs> oh. after I stopped saying all the nice things about him. I Didn't love I tell you it. That's how it works. He can't be here. When I say nice things about him, he has to come in after when I'm talking about something else. Like old times. But listen here, before we transition, I want to bring you in a minute, Glenn. But hold on one second. I just want to say, don't forget DM Sarah for how y'all can help for sure. Dora Maria, thank you for sharing the link, Dora Maria, in the chat. So everybody check that out. And Mike Milan, I'm going to get to you in a second. Thank you for your pages, brother. But uh, so don't forget to check out the chat. Glenn, just so you know, we've been sharing. Uh, Sarah McCord's been talking to us about the crisis that's happening with baby formula. We've talked about that, that a lot. So I just wanted to put a button on that. But let's have a few minutes of fun, Glenn. Again, Glenn Lundy, founder of Breakfast with Champions, Sarah McCord and Glenn. I'm going to step out the way. Y'all can chat for a bit before we move on. Let's go.
What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Super stoked for an opportunity for us as a community to be able to go out there and make a difference. And as is always the case, Sarah McCord came through uh, this weekend. She has an urgent matter, a passion that's on her heart. And here in Breakfast of Champions, we're always looking for ways that we can take this community offline and we make a massive impact in this room every day. And we want to be able to take the community offline and be able to make an impact. So super excited for the opportunity for us to come together in this way. And uh, Sarah, I just appreciate you bringing it to our attention. Thank you so much, Glenn. You missed what I said. It felt like coming home to see all these familiar faces. I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful to you, as always, for giving me the opportunity. And uh, it's just, it's really wonderful to be here and have the opportunity to help. So thank you all so much. Um, I appreciate every single one of you. And, you know, going back to what Alexander and Dora Maria were saying earlier about the magic of Clubhouse and Lolita as well, we are based in communities all around this country. And I think that that's what's really powerful. And that's one of the reasons why um, I reached out to Glenn specifically about coming into Breakfast with Champions is that um, if every one of us kind of looks around our community, calls our local food bank, calls a friend who's um, has an infant, you know, even if you just help one parent, you can make all the difference for them really and truly. So thank you so much for the time this morning. Oh, Sarah, I'm so glad you're here, Sarah, and stay here anytime. You're welcome to come to my room, my segment, anytime, girl. I'm sure others are going to be chomping at the bit. But Sarah McCord, welcome. So glad you're here. Hang with us for as long as you can. Glenn Lundy, good morning, my brother. Welcome. Glad you're here. And I know your week was great seeing all those fly cars, man, and your social feeds. So good to have you here, Glenn, and I hope your family is healthy. Listen, uh, Mike Milan, welcome. Thanks for being here. Mike is off the known as cash flow. Mike, before we dive into our segment, Mike, about 15 minutes or so of some tips on how business owners can better increase their cash flow, Mike. Thanks for being here. Can you take a few minutes, Mike, and introduce yourself, if you don't mind, as much as your full background as you care to share, and then about your business acumen, and then let's dive into some of those tips Mike and I are representing in some way, uh, truly financial. I'm going to put that link in a minute here at the top, but Mike, take the mic, man. Say hi to the BWC audience. Meet Glenn Lundy, the founder, and uh, share with us a bit, Mike, who you are, and then we'll dive into tips on how to better increase your business cash flow. Mike, the mic is yours. Well, I've got to tell you what, Ramon, I am so grateful for you. I mean, ever since I've met you, my life has been full of blessings. It really has. And Glenn, thank you for uh, having me uh, as part of your room. And Sarah, what you said actually touched home today, right? I have two granddaughters out in Seattle. My daughter and I were just talking about the subject this weekend. Uh, so thank you for bringing some awareness to that. Uh, it, it touches me personally. So, uh, well, Ramon, where do I start, right? <laughs> I've got, uh, it, you know, I'm in the middle of building my 14th company. Like 14 is a lot. I mean, I, and if you looked at my resume, you would, you would think I wouldn't know anything at all, but there is a common thread. So after building 14 companies, you think, where did this guy start? Well, Ramon brought it up kind of in, in the introduction. It was uh, as a state trooper, exactly where every entrepreneur starts, right? So uh, 16 years in the military and the National Guard, seven years as a state trooper. Uh, and then finally, my family outgrew my income, right? Uh, I have three daughters and three granddaughters. And I decided, hey, I better use this college degree I've been paying for. So uh, I started a business. And 14 companies later, here I am. And what, I, what I've become known as is Cashflow Mike, mainly because I stopped talking about profit. I started talking about how to put cash into your product, right? How to put cash into your pocket. 
And the way I did that was I built a program called the Clear Path to Cash, right? Wrote a couple books, pulled a podcast called Nobody Told Me. Uh, and so here we are, man. I, I, this is my first time on Clubhouse, so I'm a little nervous. I, I, I you did great. <laughs> We're all nervous. Alexander okay. was nervous when he was talking. Lolita's nervous. We just mask it very well, Mike. But no, Mike, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Let's dive right into it, Mike. Listen, small business ownership, and you're with most of us here, are small business others in some way, shape, or form. People like Mike and Grant Cardone and, and others, they have like billion-dollar businesses, but most of us here are like very small business owners. So Mike, maybe define first the aspect of cash flow. For those of us who've heard that word, sure. What does that mean to you, cash flow? And then maybe after that, I'll ask some questions about how to tactically, how do we increase that? But let's define cash flow, because we know profit, right? We talk about profit all the time. Revenue, Mike, we hear a lot, right? Walt, you New York Times, this company has billions of dollars in revenue. And then you read the fine print, they're in debt or they're losing money. So help us define cash flow. What does that mean? And why yeah. is it so important? You know, I got to tell you, that's, that's really interesting because it depends on who you talk to, what they say cash flow is, right? I mean, currently I'm in banking. In banking, it means, you know, are you, do you have enough money to pay for your debt, right? That's what a banker, if you talk to a banker, that's what they're going to be talking to you about. If you talk to an accountant, they're going to be saying you have this much money coming in versus this much money coming out, right? So it's ins versus out. And then if you talk to a business owner, you're like going, do I have enough money just to pay my, my bills? Do I have enough money to come in? Uh, and, and, and am I making money, right? How many times have you ever seen your tax return come back from your accountant and you go, I made that much? Where'd it go? I, I didn't have it. You know, I mean, where does it seem like the money goes? So cash flow is just that. It's measuring the speed of cash. And that's, that's what I call it is the speed of cash. How fast can you get money to come through your company? And it's measured in days, not miles per hour, like I did as a state trooper. I love that. I love that. I love that. So that's very important for us. And then let's dive into it, Mike. You've started a few businesses. You have experience with this. And by the way, everybody, I put Mike's link up there at the top. I'm going to be sharing a few links, but definitely click on cash flow, Mike. Dive into the things that Mike does. He knows about cash flow. Mike, so maybe let's start with three or four or five things. As you scroll through here, you look at Tamara Andrus's amazing coaching business. You look at Lolita, Mike, who's having a retreat this fall here uh, for women-owned businesses. And for that matter, Tamara Andrus and many of us, the Grow for God conference as well. You take a scroll down here, Glenn Lundy, who's helping car dealers grow their business with his 800 club. You have Dora Maria, who's an amazing human. You have TM, who I think is America's best loved coach. Something like that. TM, he's going to unmike in a minute here and say, Ramon, get it right. So what do you say to these amazing humans here? Tyrone Mike, who's here, who's an athlete, football player, and now is a, is a coach and investor and other things. What are some things that you can see, Ramon? I've talked to hundreds of small businesses, thousands. Here's the things they're doing wrong, which they could do better to increase cash flow talk to us mike thank you tyrone <laughs> well i i've got to say what an amazing room i feel like i mean this is a great group of folks and obviously you're all experts and all you know uh well just subject matter experts in your field but here's what i gotta tell you i mean if you look at the life cycle of a company if we've all started companies i mean there's a life cycle you know and some people call it startup then growth then uh maturity then decline i changed the way that's shown, right? I've changed the way it's shown. Instead of startup uh, growth, maturity, and decline, I call it wonder, blunder, thunder, and under, right? Repeat, repeat all, that again, please. Repeat that again. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, the, the four phases of growth through a company is wonder, blunder, 
thunder and under right and, and i did that because hey listeners if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day because I'm, I'm not smart enough to remember the other one this one rhymes so it helped me <laughs> so uh, but but the most important phase is what we typically consider the growth phase and that is the blunder phase right that's why i call it the blunder phase because there's really two things that can kill a company that's in a well the blunder phase and that is you can grow broke and that's the cash flow that we're talking about or you can commit what i did is a sideshow venture now kind of let me explain what the blunder phase is the blunder phase is kind of when you feel it right in the startup or the wonder phase you're starting your company you're pushing your message out into the market and when you're pushing it um you're telling everybody right you're telling everybody i have this product come see it i have it i have this service come see it come buy it but there's something that happens when the market actually responds to you and says i want it i want your product i want your service and there's a pull that happens the market starts to pull from you and you'll see it in the form of cash cash starts to come into your bank starts to come into your company and what happens then is you start to feel that success and see money running through here's what happens in the blunder phase when you grow broke now does anybody uh, does anybody know alden mills have, have heard his story for me i have not tell us about it all right well alden mills built a product called the body rev right he retired from the military started the company it's called the body rev and he raised about 1.2 million dollars through friends and family well he was on home shopping network qvc he was uh, had his own infomercials and probably sold three body revs to three people at three in the morning <laughs> that was kind of his formula but he ran through most of his money and what he decided to do was pivot the company and i'm telling the story to talk about growing broke because when he pivoted the company he took a key component out of the body rev and created another product a separate product all the way around the body rev was a failure commercially but he took two paddles or two handles off of the body rev and created what we know as the perfect push-up. Has everybody heard that? Ah, uh, yes, I Googled it. Now I see it. Yes. Now and probably there's probably a few knockoff versions, okay. but yes, now I see it here. The kind of thing you put your fingers on and wrap your fingers around it so it elevates you a bit and then you do push-ups. Yes, continue. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Yeah. So you got you got the perfect push-up. And what that allows you to do is again, it's just do push-ups in an elevated position. But here's what happened. The first year he introduced the perfect push-up, he got $2 million in sales. The second year, he got $60 million in sales, almost lost the company. Why? He was outrunning his capability. You know, it's all of our dreams to be able to put a product on the shelf and we'll say Target or Costco or uh, any of the big box real retailers, but that, that, that can quickly become a nightmare. Why? Because they're going to order from you. And in his case, they ordered 100,000 units and put it in, inside of the Sam's Clubs. The first week, they ran through 100,000 units. So what do they do the next week? Well, they order 200,000 more. So this cycle continues. And over the first three, four months of his success into Costco, well, 
what happened then is that he has to fill those orders. He has to pay for his salaries. He has to pay for the materials. He has to be able to, uh, you know, pay the distributors. All in the meantime, he's waiting for money, right? He's waiting to be paid. That's kind of the growing rope where you're putting out all your resources. You're putting out all of your, you know, your money to be able to fill the orders and waiting to be paid. So if you don't have enough money to be able to cover that gap, and the gap is called the financial gap, and I'm going to tell you the formula for it. I know that sounds weird to be talking about a formula on Clubhouse, but it's very simple, and you want this gap to be very small. The gap is this. You need inventory days. How long does your product sit on the shelf? Then you're going to add in your AR days, which is your accounts receivable days, or how long does it take you to get paid? Then subtract the amount of days that you're paying your bills or your AP days or accounts payable. So it's inventory plus AR minus AP. That number results in a number of days called the financial gap. And in order to solve cash flow problems, what we do is be able to make that financial gap number smaller. So I know I just confused everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> Again. Now BWC is a smart room. I mean, I'm the slowest one in there. We do test every morning, and I consistently rang lower <laughs> than Lolita, Tamara, and Alexander, and Sarah, and, and uh, Glenn for sure. So for sure. But no, I get it. Uh, and I think my, my question to you is, what is your advice to us? Is there anything that we small business owners, many on here are creators, as it were, it's a word I don't like per se, but many of us produce content. You know, Tamara's top, top 1% of the 1% of the 1% podcast. I look at, you know, Sarah, who's done a lot of content. Glenn Lundy does content all the time for his team. I look at so many others on here doing content. Jeff, he does beautiful voice. He has it more. So my point to you is, uh, Mike, what are some things that you're saying, Ramon, here's what maybe you guys can do daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. What's your suggestion there? Is it a matter of? Did I lose you? Ramon. Ramon hit the mute button. And talking to himself. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? It's a great question, I'm sure. Ramon, you mute it. Yeah. Ramon. It looks like he popped out and uh, oh, I think popped we lost back him, in. Huh? Popped out. Yeah, he's probably popping out, coming back. And Mike, can you all hear me okay? Yes. You're yeah, back. Okay. We missed a question. Cut out, but Mike, go ahead. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I mean, let, let, let's talk about, you know, again, the speed of cash. It's being able to balance the money coming in versus money going out. What are some things that we can do? Well, I'll I tell you what, I just, I just wrote an article for Smart Media Hustle, uh, you know, and that was about bundling. If you remember, what I'm seeing happening more and more and more is that companies, coaches, uh, even service companies like the folks that do my, my dry cleaning or the folks that do my furniture cleaning or carpet cleaning, they're bundling their services. And what they're doing is they're adding on complementary or supplemental services to what you're already there. For instance, carpet cleaner has a number of rooms for $100. We'll say $100 a room. But they're coming in and selling add-on services like, while I'm here, why don't I get the couch? Why don't I get this rug? So bundling services, I mean, I see it in the airport all the time as well. I'm sure all of us fly. I mean, when you buy a beer, they're going to offer you a, a shot for $3. Well, why do they do that? Because the liquor moves a little bit more slowly, but they move your average ticket from $3 or $10 for a beer to $13 for a beer and a shot. 
So the bundling of services is something that's adding on. So what I like to do is try to find something as a coach, what I can also bundle on, such as I do have a business sale preparation package, but on top of that, what we try to do is add on regular or routine or even an additional service that I call mining your business for cash, which is actually finding hidden cash inside your business. So bundling, I think, is one of the ways that coaches can, you know, add on to their average ticket. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, can you all hear me okay now? I put my headphones back on. We good, Mike? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's the thing with Bluetooth headphones. Sometimes they go in and out. Let's take two or three more questions. This is Cash Flow Mike, who is America's top expert in all things cash flow. If you want to unmike, ask a particular question to Mike, let's do that right now, as Mike has a few more minutes with us in this segment. Again, everybody, welcome to Breakfast with Champions. If this is your first time here, we welcome you. We've heard our first segment on Ramon's show here about the baby, uh, the uh, baby formula shortage. Share McCord, thank you for that. We're now talking to Mike. Mike Milan, Cash Flow Mike, all things cash flow. I've linked in the top an article he recently did on smarthustle.com. The chat is lit. Keep the chat going. And don't forget to share the room out. You're not sharing the room out for yourself. You're not sharing the room out for us. You're sharing the room out because if this content is valuable to you in some way, share it out. Don't be selfish. Let others know, as Glenn Lindy tells us all the time to do. So with that, on Mike, say your name. If you have a question about how you can maybe bundle better, how you can add more products and services, how you can increase cash flow or profit or revenue in your business. Who wants to talk to Mike in the next few Hi, minutes? Ramon. Not, that's okay. Good morning. It's, hey, who said it? Who said hi, Tamika. Good morning. Tamika, the mic is yours. Go. Um, hi, Mike. I had a question for you because I, I deal with mass quantity for retail. And I didn't know about this whole gap analogy, so I'd, I'd love to connect with you offline. Sure. Um, the question is, I do like net 90s, net 30 for like mass quantity units of like 350,000. And I don't get paid until like say net 60, net 90. So I usually front that money up front to fulfill those orders. So I just need some feedback if you can give me some advice on how to leverage or bridge that where it's a little simple. I, I use my money, so I don't really fall short there. But now the, the orders are coming in from school boards and mass quantities. So it's, it's, it's getting a little, <laughs> a little overwhelming now. So I didn't know there was actually a formula. So I, I'm Tamika and I thank you for this space and I land my mic with that. Hey, I, I've got to tell you, that, that's a great question and a very simple answer, right? This is where you get a line of credit. Uh, at, at your point in life, at your point in, in, in the stage of your company, uh, this is where you get a line of credit. And that formula that I'm talking about, I've trained almost 20,000 bankers, you know, from Wells Fargo all the way down to Montecito Bank in California. And that formula is the one that they use to determine how much you need on a line of credit. Uh, and, and it's a little bit differently for service companies than it is for more, more companies with inventory. Uh, but that's basically what we're going to do is, is come up with the number that you need for a line of credit. Now, here's the thing about a line of credit. If you use it properly, it's like you'll never have to pay inventory but one time, right? You only pay for your first part of inventory. You use a line of credit to buy the second one, and then you use the customer's money from the sale of your product to pay down your line of credit. And it's a very simple uh, process uh, that, of course, I can walk you through in a few minutes. But basically, that, what we're talking about is for an inventory company, it's, you calculate the number of days the inventory sits on your shelf 
plus your AR days, how long does it take you to get paid? In your case, it's 90, uh, minus the amount of days it's taking you to pay your bills. Uh, and that becomes your financial gap. What you do with the financial gap is say, that is the amount of time that your company doesn't have enough money to run, right? Money's already been paid out while you're waiting for money to come in. That's the gap. It's the difference between in versus out. What you're going to do is you're going to look at your cost of goods sold next, right? So your cost of goods sold, you know, in your company, just look on your income statement, and you're going to calculate that into a daily amount. So if it's, uh, you know, $100,000, you know, you divide that by 365 days and you get a daily amount of cost of goods sold. That becomes the number that banks will use to determine how much money you need to keep your company afloat, right? Or how much you need to have, have access to. So we'll say that that's, I'm just going to make up a number. We'll say that you're using $10,000 in cost of goods sold per day after you divide it by 365. And you're going to multiply that by the financial gap days. So if I had a chalkboard, of course, I'd be telling you that, but we'll just say that your financial gap is 10 days, which means inventory plus AR minus AP equals 10. You take 10 days and multiply it by your cost of goods sold days. In our example, it's $10,000. So 10 times 10,000 equals what, $100,000? Uh, that would be the amount of money that we would ask for as a line of credit. Instead of just going in and going, uh, hey, how much you give me on a loan? <laughs> you can say, I need $100,000 because my company runs with this much inventory. I get paid in this many days and I'm paying my bills in, in that many days, creating a financial gap of 10 days. Does that make sense? I felt like I rambled. Makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. I'm writing down the formula right now as we speak. <laughs> Such value. Thank you so much. I'm Tamika. Tamika. Oh, Thank you, Mike. Cash flow is important. It's something that I think, Mike, we spend so much time talking about social media, content marketing, and so many things which are near and dear to my heart. As you know, Mike, I'm a personal branding guy, but I wanted to have you here to share you with the uh, BWC audience because cash flow is so important, and you indeed are cash flow, Mike. Mike, what's one or two last things you want to leave us with before uh, we transition to a different part of this segment? But I'm so glad you're here, Mike. Feel free to pour into us uh, one more time. Give us a summary. Give us a tip, and I'm going to put up uh, your link again, and then I'll put up a link to to, uh, truly financial after that, but feel free to summarize uh, what you've said and give us any last tips and how we can work with you. Thanks so much, brother. All right. Thanks, man. I, I, I tell you, the, the biggest thing is profits, not cash. So don't get trapped into what they call a cruel county because it's so cruel to you, right? It makes you think you have money and you don't. Uh, so make sure that you're managing your cash, cash cycle as effectively and as efficiently uh, as you are, you know, or aggressively as you do your profit, right? Making money, making your business viable is just, it's super important, but having the cash to keep it sustainable is even more. Uh, and now I'm in the banking side, right? So I mean, find a bank that gets you. Find a bank uh, that you can work with that understands small businesses. Uh, and if, you, if you're using, and this is a shameless plug for, for Truly Financial, but if you're using a, a debit card that gives you no rewards, find a bank that has a corporate card like Truly, that gives you a discount on everything you buy just out of your regular checking account. So uh, Ramon and, and crew, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. 
again, first time on Clubhouse, but uh, man, what, what what an experience. I really appreciate this. I'm so grateful for you, man. Oh, Mike, I'm so glad you're here. So glad you got to see the crew. And listen, how did Mike do? If he did pretty well, double flash. If he did terrible, double flash. Either way, flash. Okay, this is good. This is good. <laughs> See, Mike, I set you up for success, man. <laughs> so glad you're here, Mike. Always make Feel free to hang out with us as long as you, as long as you want, brother. Uh, no need. Glenn, again, good morning and welcome. Glenn, anything you want to say? I wasn't sure if I heard your lovely voice. If not, it's all good, though, brother. Just want to always uplift you. All right, all right, all right. Okay, with that, let's move on, everybody. We're going to get into a little politics, by the way. Before we get into politics here, uh, get ready, brace yourselves. I do want to call attention, as I said, go to lolitaewalker.com. And as y'all know, I don't just say this because Lolita's here. I have this in my show notes, Lolita. lolitaewalker.com, her woman's retreat coming up September 15 to the 18. Definitely check out the Grow for God conference. Tamara, myself, Glenn, and many others in the BWC community will be there. Growforgod.com. Coming up in November in Nashville, Grow for God Conference at growforgod.com. And definitely check out all things Marcus Black and Ashley Fay, their Embrace Your Ambition Tour. In fact, Tamara and many others are part of that as well. EYAmbition.com. EYAmbition.com. So here's where I want to get a bit political. I have a few more thoughts to share as we have another uh, 20 minutes or so, 19 minutes to go in this segment. And here's the political part I want to talk about with you. Is it okay to fake it until you make it? And I'm not talking about intimacy or anything like that here. Is it okay to fake it until you make it? And I'm sure some of you know what I mean. Us being in business, how many of you, especially in the chat, if you get what I mean, have faked it until you made it? Now, there's been some that have a strong aversion to the word fake it. I don't mean something slimy. I don't mean promising something to somebody that you know you're going to steal their money. So I'm not talking about that, and I think any of you on here hopefully know I mean that. But when I say fake it until well, you, you make it. Well, you do it, need to scam yourself, Ramon. That's all. You, just <laughs> have to, you have to scam your own conscience so you can be certain <laughs> that you're in that business. All right, all right, all right. I appreciate it, Ed. So when I say fake it until you make it, what I mean is a bit of bravado. And I'll just tell you a story of what I did one day, and then you be the judge. And I'd love to get some thoughts on this fake it until you make it. I love it. Fake the confidence, not the qualifications. Act as if. The chat is lit. Yes, yes, yes. Keep the chat going here. So here's a story of what happened to me. Oh, and by the way, TM, let me tell you about the Dell uh, uh, proposal, TM. TM is the one who's talked about that a bit. And so when I say things, I do say things and I mean it. But I'll get to that in a minute. So here's what I did. In 2005, I wanted to do a small business summit, bringing together hundreds of people to talk about small business success. And I put the conference together on paper, built a landing page, but I had never done it before. And I called up all my sponsors and brands I work with, brands like it would have been back in the day, Truly Financial, the link to Truly Financial is there, a brand I do work with. Please click that link and check out if you may want to work with them, open up account, get a good bank to get you cash bank on a bank card. So definitely check out Truly Financial, that link at the top. I'd appreciate if you check them out. So I called my sponsors and brands and others who I work with. And I said, would you like to sponsor the event? And the question they asked me was, have you done this event before? No. They said, do you think, and good morning, Justin, do you think you can get hundreds of people to attend it? I said, 
I don't know. And I went on like this as it were. But what I sold them on, I believe, 2005, I did the event 2006, and I did about 14 or 15 events after that with sponsors. And we made profit, we made revenue and cash flow, whichever one it is, Mike. <laughs> but I sold them on my passion. I sold them on my can-do attitude. I sold them on kind of like David and Goliath. No, I've never killed a giant, but I've killed a lion, so the principle's the same. That's what I sold them on. And lo and behold, I'll never forget it. Into it. 10, 15, 20,000 dollars. Intel. I think they sent me a check for 25,000 dollars. And I sold sponsorships for that first event because I had never done it before. So I had to quote unquote, fake it until you make it as it were. And so I want to open the mic and curious for the discussion to know, what do you think about that? Sometimes, and here's some people in the mic, can give me 10 seconds. Sometimes we see what Theranos did. I forgot her name, but the lady who was in, founder of Theranos, she may have Elizabeth seen that story. Holmes. How they lied. Say it again. Please. Elizabeth Holmes. Theranos. Oh, I, I think someone was helping me out, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't hear what you said. But um, So they, they lied and said, we're doing it, but we're not. They weren't doing it. That was a lie. But when I say fake it until you make it. I think sometimes it's okay to have some bravado. I think sometimes it's okay to sell the vision. And here's the thing about selling the vision. Maybe you've never done it before, but you've done things similar to it that you can say, client, although I've never built the Eiffel Tower, which is say a thousand feet high, whatever it is in high, but I've built several condominiums that are 800 feet high. You see what I mean? So that's when I say fake it till you make it. But I'd love to get your thoughts on Mike. Say your name and let's chat about that. What's your experience been? What do you think? Say your name and let's chat. Hey, Ramon, this is Jackie. Jackie, Mike's yours. Hey, listen, um, I, I agree. I When I first became a trainer, I knew nothing about being a trainer. I had been trained. I knew nothing about it. I knew I had a lot of background in the health profession, so I knew a lot about the body. I had been personally trained myself, but I took on 16 clients and I had not been a trainer. And I faked it until I made it. In other words, I sold myself because of the confidence I had in what I could do and what I already knew. And so, I mean, it worked out very well. I was able to manage those 16 clients as a personal trainer in the very beginning because of my own confidence. But I was scared on the inside. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what's, um, what's this, a bicep curl? Is this a tricep curl? What is this? You know, but I did it. And they had great success. So it worked out very well. Thank you, Mrs. Jackie. I love it, Jackie. And tell me one more thing, Jackie. What was it like when they said, hey, are, are you certified or are you trained in this way? Or have you done the bicep 39 curl and you had to answer no to some things? How did you handle that to still be Absolutely. certified? Absolutely. I was certified maybe two weeks, <laughs> two weeks in. And um, But I think what it was is my nursing background that I was very comfortable in. They knew I understood the body. I was never going to tell them to do anything to their body that was wrong. I didn't know all of the techniques, but I studied a lot as well. I was able to go online and do some things and learn some things on my own. So they were confident in who I was. So they trusted me with their bodies. And so it worked out fine. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Jackie. Who wants to unmike? Say your name and join me to talk about this aspect of fake it until you make it. Some people hey, said, Ramon. Ramon, no, don't do it. Okay. Who said, hey, Ramon? Sarah join McCord. Me. <laughs> hey, Sarah, join me. I talk told to you me. I was going to hang out with you this hour. Um, so listen, what both you and Jackie touched on is something that when I was writing in the career space, we refer to as transferable skills. Um, and that's absolutely not faking it until you make it, which I actually don't believe in, which I'll get to in a minute. But 
that's extremely a legitimate thing to do. So like you said, saying I've never built a thousand foot tower, but I've built 15, 800 foot towers or Jackie saying I haven't personal trained yet, but I've been a nurse. So I understand the body and um, I'm bringing this whole health background. And then I learn and then I self teach now to kind of nuance the conversation. It's interesting when Sheryl Sandberg wrote lean in, she included the statistic that generally men will apply for a role if they have 60% of the qualifications, but women will wait until they have 100% of the qualifications. Um, so certainly it's a very important conversation um, to say to people, not have you done it before, but can you do it? Um, and I think, and I saw my friend uh, Tyrone on mic, so he'll appreciate this. I always say, because Tyrone and I always talk football, I always say don't outkick your coverage. <laughs> Ramon, I don't know if you know what that means, because I know that your, your football knowledge kind of goes a little bit back and forth. But I think there's a difference between we don't have to wait until I've done it before, but we do have to know for ourselves that we can do it. And even in the story you told, like you said, you told the truth. When they were like, have you done this before? You didn't fake it. You were like, no, I haven't, but I've done this, this, and this. And the one other thing that I'll say is um, I had a colleague at the Muse when I was there who wrote a very popular um, article. It was called Job Seekers, Stop Apologizing for the Experience You Don't Have. And it was about how so many people will start a cover letter by saying, I've never done X, but, and those cover letters get thrown away. But to your point, Ramon, and to Jackie's point, and to how I see the spirit of this conversation, this lesson, if you lead with, I've done A, B, and C, and here's why it's going to make whatever you're working on, actually so much more extraordinary than someone who's done that direct thing or had that direct experience, right? Lots of times, if you haven't done that thing before, but you've done things that are tangential or in a different industry or somehow related or make you feel that you can add value in that way, you could be even more valuable because the skills that you're bringing aren't skills that are classic to that role and you're bringing outside of perspective. Thanks for sharing the mic with me, Ramon. You know I adore you. I'm done speaking. I don't know if people still say uh, that. <laughs> I love it, Sarah. Tamara's flashing her mic. I love it. I love it. Tamara, if you want to jump in, let me hear your beautiful voice. You could be just Good clapping. morning. I was oh. clapping, but I love me some Sarah McCorry. Hey, Sarah, what's up? Hi. So first, thank you so much for what you shared when you first came out the gate this morning. I was working out, but I was clapping in my spirit. I uh, originally, in one of my first endeavors as an entrepreneur, opened a Mom and Me Boutique, which is uh, a large... Uh, boutique in the area, but also an e-commerce store. And it's all about maternity and infant. And so I can't wait to connect and collaborate with them again, um, just in that conversation. So I'm excited to move the needle and I'll Thank let you know you how so it goes much. for the local community here in River Beach. Yeah. Um, and then this conversation is incredible and it sparked my interest um, to share in the sense that this past weekend I was in Iowa and uh, I know Iowa is not a place I ever had on my plan to go, but Iowans are amazing. And it actually was the place that sliced bread was invented. And so it really is the coolest thing since sliced bread. And uh, I got to an opportunity to speak at a women's conference. And the very first thing we had them do out the gate, instead of um, prancing around with their name tag on, we had a massive circle of humans and they stepped out into the circle in the middle. Some of this is the first time they've ever had the spotlight on them. It's the first time they've ever held a mic and they made I am statements. And I didn't give them any other context of I am other than to say an I am and you can't repeat a word that anybody else is saying. And at the end, there was reflection points on people who fully embraced that I am. That is who they are through and through. And Jackie kind of alluded to this. And I think it's so critical for us to understand that it's more about our being than it is about our business. Our business is something we're always evolving into, just like our identity is something we're always emerging into. And so then the other half of the room raised their hand and said, I'm not fully that I am yet, but I want to be. 
And I think that's where Ramon is speaking to even with the conference size. And so it's just that element that we get to always reevaluate and reconstruct our identity connected to who we see ourselves being. If you flash forward 40 years from now, if you flash forward to that tombstone, what does it say? And maybe this is where you concentrate because as you stand in that identity, that confidence factor, you have to embrace that. So the rest of the weekend, instead of the women asking each other's names, they went up to each other and said, how are you joy? I want more joy in my life. What can I do? What are the things that you do to evoke joy in yours? And I think that there's so much power to that rather than what do we do? Who are we being? Thanks, Ramon, for this conversation. You're the best. Oh, always, always powerful to get some Tamara in the morning working out. And by the way, Sarah McCord, as you know, I'm a sports aficionado. I was watching the Super Bowl last week. And Sarah, as the, <laughs> puck, as the puck was going into the net and they dunked, it was amazing as they hit the ball in the air as they slid through the sand. So, Sarah, yes, Super Bowl last month was great. I watched it as they got the trophy for the best water dive. And, Sarah, yes, yeah, sports, I'm like just a guru of sports, Sarah. I can just, you know, I have no clue what I'm saying. Um, okay. <laughs> Y'all didn't get that inside joke. I know jack about sports, nothing. Well, Tyrone's <laughs> trying to school you up. I see him keep on mic and Ramon. Oh, sorry, Tyrone, jump in, brother. I'm like, just cut me off. Tyrone, please, the mic is yours, brother. Hey, thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Ramon and uh, everybody here. Um, yeah, you know what, Ramon, that fake it till you make it, man, this is what I got to say about that. Really, to me, fake it till you make it means what you will be in the future, you are already it right now. So think about that, people. Fake it till you make it. To me, this is what it means. What you will be in the future, you are already it right now. Now, it just means that you haven't done it on that level yet. Now, use myself for an example, football. And thank you, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah and I like left corner and right corner, <laughs> shedding, shedding everybody down. But my first time playing football in high school, okay, I had to fake it till I make it. I didn't understand the play, but I knew what to do. And then once I got to college, I didn't understand what they were trying to get me to do for their play, but I had practice in the, uh, the past with high school football. So I was going to be a starting corner in college, that was my future, but I had everything I needed at that present time. Fast forward, I go to the pros. I go into the huddle. I don't understand quite what the play is all about, so I had to fake it until I made it. But what I was gonna be in the future after 12 years, I was already it the first time I stepped into that huddle, even though I didn't understand the play. So this is what I've learned. You can be anointed and not yet be appointed. That's where Fake it till you make it means to me. I'm going to be what I'm going to be. I'm anointed to do it. I just haven't been appointed to it. So I am going to continue to learn to play. I'm going to continue until it all starts clicking. And this is also something, something that I found out. The problem with being a visionary, a person of vision, is that you see what will be, but you're dealing with right now. So that's what fake it till you make it means to me. So I don't know if that helped anybody, but man, look at here. I loved it. That's a great question. Again, shouts out to Glenn Lundy, uh, Sarah, thank you. And Ramon, thank you. And everybody go work that thing today. 
Oh, Tyrone, so good, man. Tyrone, what? Dora, listen, Dora Marie, I got to give you another j task, a job, Dora Marie. I know you hear me. Tell Clubhouse to let me be able to clip and unmute a mute. Tyrone's dropping gems, Tamara and Sarah and everybody else. And I wanted to clip a Tyrone set, but I can't. So the next installment, Dora, I know you know them at the highest level. You got those billion dollar homes. Please tell them to let me unmute and mute while I'm clipping, Dora. You got that, Dora? Cool. I got it. You got it? Okay, good. <laughs> It'll be next week, Glenn. Watch. We'll have that, that feature in there. All right, everybody. This is great. This is Ramon Ray. We got four minutes to go. I had several things to share, but I'm so glad we're here today talking about fake it until you make it. I think it's a powerful topic. Uh, I've, I've seen other rooms and heard other people talking about this, and I just want to encourage you all sometimes, and again, whatever you want to call it, maybe you don't like the word fake. We're not talking about something slimy at all, but as we've, as, as others have better explained today, we are talking about the aspect of being able to ride on what you've done. And TM, if you're with us, brother, I wanted to shout out you. Thank you for affirming what I said. As I told you all, I had a million dollar valuation deal that I sent to a sponsor. They haven't said no yet. They are shopping it around. So I'm telling you this because TM, once he kind of affirmed it and said it more than once, he kind of like called me on it. So now I got to hope I'm, I feel responsible to you all to tell you how it goes. And if it doesn't go through, you will hear from me that it's not going through, but there's other things in the play as well because I work with large brands. So, TM, I wanted to update oh, you. Oh, it's going happening. through, brother. It's going through, Ramon. It's going through. <laughs> I appreciate it. TM, hang on me for a minute. And the reason I say it, because going back to the fake until you make it, I've never done, TM, a million-dollar tour like this before. I've never done it, TM. But what I have done for about three or four years in a row, TM, I did a small business tour. This is back in the day, you know, maybe 15 or so years ago, long time ago, I did a multi-city tour. And what I did, TM, I got Microsoft to host the tour in their offices so I didn't have to pay for office space. And then I worked with SCORE and the SBA to market the event. So my point is, I haven't done a tour this big, but as other people are saying, and as Tyrone said, I've done parts of it. So I'm pretty confident if you get what I'm trying to say, I can do it. So TM, I'd love to hear you don't mind it as I get ready to close this segment and hand it over to Glenn Lundy. Listen, uh, we're just inspired by you, Ramon. Um, you know, I think when, when you just, and I just, I clicked the link, you know, for banking uh, built for your business. And, and man, first of all, the, the branding, the marketing, spectacular. You say you've never done it, but we can't tell, right? Because the branding is just so, I mean, it is just, it's, top notch at the end of the day. And so, listen, I'm here as a student learning often from, from yourself and others, man. Um, I want to be like Ramon when I grow up. And I think you just laid it out, right? I mean, sometimes it's the fear of what we have not done that keeps us from, from asking, from trying, from pushing, right? And I think you've just showed us. I mean, even if you've done it a little, Right, it's all about you said it. It's all about your attitude and your passion, and you gotta believe that you can do it because people can hear it. Right, if if you are lacking confidence in your 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 vision, your dream, your project, people can hear it, and we know you do not lack confidence, Ramon. Hey, thanks for leading the way. Oh, you're welcome, everybody. And again, everybody, welcome to the BWC stage. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.